but he's a fabulous person. So would you please honor Bill Hernandez? Best time, the best thing about doing a message here. All the applause, it's wonderful. It's great. All right, so, um, gosh, you know, um, what I want to call tonight, I want to call uh, my message Come Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And I've just been thinking, you know, uh, I was, uh, I think it was about a month ago or so, I was driving uh, down the Dublin grade, you know, just coming down the Dublin grade. The Lord seems to speak to me when I'm coming down that thing. And I was thinking, you know, um, we've been all doing a lot of hard work, personal hard work, you know, just doing, doing God's stuff, you know, getting our healing, getting our teaching, serving in the church, whatever, whatever it is, and uh, dealing with our own stuff. And then I, I was thinking, you know what? I, I'm just beginning to wonder if it's actually time to party. <laughs> and I was just thinking, it I start, keeps coming back to me. I, I feel like it's like the Lord is saying it's time, it's, it's time to party. And uh, I remember years ago um, um, just being hit so much, uh, really, really hard. Uh, when I was at San Francisco Vineyard, before I started attending San, uh, San Francisco Vineyard, I remember John Wimber used to, would stop his messages and he would say, it's time to party. And then everyone, and then all, it was just all heaven would break out. You know what I mean? So it was really, really cool. But anyway, I feel like this is the year of the dove. I really do. I feel this is the year of the dove of the Holy Spirit revived in our lives and revisited, being revisited and being renewed. And um, I, feel like, I, I feel like this is the time. And I feel like, um, um, I feel like it's uh, a time to begin to ask, Lord, to be proactive and to really ask, for more of the Holy Spirit to come. Now, I'm, 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 the reason why I'm saying this is from personal experience. So I'm greater than six decades old, right? And so, uh, and so I think I'm speaking from experience that you need to ask, and he will come if you ask. And I know that we all do. We all, we're always asking him to come. And, but I'm just kind of feeling like it's just we need to ask him to come with an umph. Not just a perfunctory, oh, yes, I'm here at church. Come, Holy Spirit. You know? But actually, really beg him to come. To really, really tell him to come in with anointing and to have an experience with the Lord and to, ex- and to have his presence and to have freedom of expression and give him permission to wreck us. Yes. Yes. 
Do you guys want to be wrecked? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we need to invite him like letting a bull into the china shop of our lives in every way. Are, you, are we willing to let him, Lord, just do it? Are we willing to let him to come in and just do it, Lord? Take over. Do your thing. Do your thing. So I want you to agree with me on the count of three. Come, come Holy Spirit. One, two, three. Come, Holy Spirit. Again. Come, Holy Spirit. Again. Come, <laughs> yes, Lord, we give you permission, Lord. Whoa. <laughs> We're going to do that a couple of times while I'm, while I'm sharing, okay? We need, to, we need to give him permission and say yes. Yes, Holy Spirit, yes, 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 yes. So one of the things that's really, really important, and, and we're encouraged to ask and to be persistent in asking, right? In Luke eleven five, Luke eleven five, it says, then Jesus gave this illustration. Imagine what would happen if you were to go to one of your friends in the middle of the night and pound on his door and shout, please, Do you have some food you can spare? A friend just arrived at my house unexpectedly, and I have nothing to serve him. But your friend says, why are you bothering me? The door is locked, and my family and I are all in bed. Do you expect me to get up and give you our food? But listen, because of your shameless impudence, even though... Even though it's the middle of the night, your friend will get up out of his bed and give you all that you need. So it is with your prayers. So it is with our prayers. Ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll discover. Knock on heaven's door and it will one day open for you. Every persistent person will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he needs. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. Repeat after me. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Do you know of any father who would give his son a snake on a plate when he asked for a serving of fish? Of course not. Do you know of any father who would give his daughter a spider when she asked for an egg? Of course not. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him? Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Whoa. Whoa, more. Come, Holy Spirit. 
thank you. We have full permission here. We got a, we got a free ticket here. It says right here, ask and we will receive. Ask and we're going to get it. We will get it. You will get it. Hmm. Hmm. Much of the message here that I'm going to be sharing is just basically my story and, you know, just my encounter with the Holy Spirit. And so I'm just going to share with you. And, you know, my, I first, I remember uh, my uncle used to come and pick us, all of us kids, up to take us to church on Sunday morning. And, um, and I remember going to Pentecostal church. And I remember we went, I remember they were there with the tambourines, you know, and they were called the Holy Rollers, you know. My mom, my mom, I remember my, my mom or my parents saying, oh, they're going to take you to that church with the Holy Rollers. Okay, okay, whatever, you know. Holy Rollers, my God, what is that? So I experienced, by going to this Pentecostal church, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I, I did not know that that's what was happening to me. And also in anticipation so us kids, when I was a kid, in anticipation of seeing Bugs Bunny cartoons or Popeye or something like that in the, in the morning, and they would start like around 6 o'clock or so. And right around that time, I remember Catherine Coleman would come on television. And this is in the, in the 50s, right? So there she was, and I remember there was all this light around her, and she had this gown on. Come, Holy Spirit. She'd be doing that thing. But what I, you know, I, I just kind of be watching, you know. But what I didn't know was that I was actually being soaked by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Pretty cool, huh? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Receive. Receive it. Receive it from that Catherine Coleman anointing. It's still around. Whoa. Whoa. Did you feel that? Did you feel the wave? Okay. Whoa. Hmm. Wow. Later on, so I grew up at Catholic Church. I received Jesus when I was around seven. There was an altar call. And I used to go to the church when I was a teenager. I'd go in the evenings when there was no one there. I didn't know why. All I knew was that there was something there that I really enjoyed. And it was the presence of the Lord. It was the presence of the Holy Spirit. Just going in there and just sitting there. And yes, the Holy Spirit is in the Catholic Church. They got the statues mixed up a little bit. But apart from that, we all have our statues, you know. One of them's called a TV. But anyway. <laughs> we even talk to it now. We can, you know, those smart TVs. You can talk to them. <laughs> Ooh, wow. So I, um, later on, I, I, when I went to college, this is um, back in the early 70s. So this was, uh, I was 19 years old. And I was there, and there was Campus Crusade for Christ. 
And so this guy called me up, and what they, what they did, they were really smart. They would go through the list of all the new students for that year, and they'd start calling them. And one of them called me, and then they wanted, and so I was interested and listening to what he had to say, I said, wow, you know, here I am, I'm away from home, and this person sounds like really friendly, and he wants to talk to me about Jesus and stuff like that. Well, we'll see about that, you know, but just go and talk to him. So we talked, and eventually I received Jesus into my life, but I had already received him. But it was really kind of a, an adult rededication, really. And then they had this thing called the infilling of the Holy Spirit thing, so there was, had, there was the four spiritual laws. In other words, they had this little booklet, you know, and, and then had the faith, fact, and feelings. Remember all that kind of stuff? And um, the feelings were the caboose. But there was the, the fact was the word, and then the faith, we stand on the word, and then there was the feelings, which was the caboose, and you don't, re- you don't rely on your feelings. So feelings were kind of like a bad thing, you know? And so... Uh, and so basically, you just, you know, I don't know. There was just no, there was, they, they were very uh, conservative. But they had this thing about uh, in the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So there was, they have a whole little book, you know, and you ask the Holy Spirit to come. So I remember standing on this, my balcony there. I, I was staying in a dorm, and I'd be there. And I says, well, it says right here, we can ask the Holy Spirit, and I'll get the anointing of the Holy Spirit if I ask for the Holy Spirit, you know. And so, you know, and so I'm just saying, Holy Spirit, come. And I'm just kind of going, Holy Spirit, indwell me. Literally, I mean, I was kind of doing that, trying to, you know, get it jump-started, you know? <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. But what I didn't really understand is like what it says in Ephesians, um, you know, uh, in Ephesians 1, 3, uh, 13 through 4, it says that, it says that uh, you also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with the view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory, Ephesians 1. So I had already received the Holy Spirit. And so it was kind of like, I don't know, I think the teaching was kind of, I think it made, I think they were missed something. I wasn't quite sure what it was. But eventually I fell away because I was just kind of faking it, right? I wasn't feeling anything, and I, uh, I, I had to just believe and just, you know, on the fact that I'm saved and everything is okay, I'm sanctified, I'm justified, Jesus died on the cross, I'm cleansed, and just, all right, okay, whatever. But there was no feeling, there was no emotion, there was no experience, there was no nothing, you know? And I just had to go by that, and it was just kind of extremely dry and remote. God was remote, the Word was remote, everything was remote. And so uh, eventually I fell away. I just fell away into the world. And, and that's a whole other story. Some of you know a lot of my story. That's another, another story, another sermon, another message, whatever. But whatever, what happened was, there I was 
in the middle of the in the world. I was suicidal. I was a pothead. Can you imagine me being a pothead? You know, you know, it's just that that was you know. <laughs> Yes, I inhaled it. Okay. <laughs> and popping pills and drinking booze, and I was a bartender, all that kind of stuff. You know, I was doing all that kind of stuff. But I don't know what happened. I, I was really, really unhappy. I was very, I was becoming increasingly depressed. So depressed. I hit bottom. I really did. And I started searching for the Lord. I picked up my Bible. I started reading the Bible and everything. And I don't know what it was that drew me. But I remember before I fell away in Campus Crusade for Christ, they said, you know, this gal, she said, you know, Jesus really loves you. And, you know, he's like the hound of heaven. And who is it? Is it called William Thomas? He wrote this little book. Is it William Thomas? Sir Walter Thomas? And he wrote this book called The Hound of Heaven. And, and, uh, and she said, he's, he's like a hound. He'll come after you. And he did. He did come after me. Somehow, some way, just kind of compelling me to start reading about the Holy Spirit. And I discovered this book called The Holy Spirit and You by Dennis and Rita Bennett. And I was interested in the Holy Spirit stuff. I, I, you know, I can't remember why. You know, and no one was teaching me that. I just did it on my own. But this is about the Holy Spirit moving in us and moving us in a direction. He was moving me in a direction and taking me down this path. And I remember reading in that book uh, where uh, they were talking about the experience with the Holy Spirit is like riding a horse. First, you walk down the path towards the horse. And then when you get to the horse, then you climb on the horse. And that's the next kind of level of in your experience with the Holy Spirit. And then you tell the horse to start to move. And the horse starts to move. And eventually it starts to gallop. It get giddy up, you know. And then you're moving in the Holy Spirit. And he says, that's what it's like with the Holy Spirit. You, it's, you slowly move into it. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm wondering if some of us have actually dismounted from that horse. And that the Lord is calling, calling you to remount, to get back on it and start going, to give him that permission. So I just was reading that, and I go, okay, well, I just want more of you, Holy Spirit, whatever, you know. And uh, eventually, and then what happened was um, there was this, I had an experience where the Lord actually spoke to me, like audibly, like you can hear my voice, and he actually spoke to me. And he said, I want to be your God. I want to be your king. I want to be your Lord. I want to be your savior. I want to be your lover. I want to be your friend. And I said, oh, okay. So I said, okay. And so uh, it was pretty amazing. But that was, that was the Holy Spirit, right? That was the Holy Spirit drawing me into a deeper love relationship with the Lord. And I, it's, it's that, at, that, at that juncture in my life, I realized that I was actually coupled with the Lord, that my soul was entwined with his and his with mine. And then I was able to understand what the word was saying. And it's, 
all of a sudden, it really made sense to me. And I felt like I was reading a love letter to me. And that I actually had, uh, what's it called? I was sympathetic towards the word. Or I, ha- I felt, I just, it meant something to me. It was a part of me. It wasn't just a book that I was reading. And God wasn't just, uh, you know, just a fact. He was a feeling. It was a feeling and an, and an experience. A love experience with the Lord. Amazing. And then I started speaking in tongues automatically on my own. No one forced me. No one laid hands on me to, you know, to speak in tongues. Because a lot of times they'll do that to you. You know, if you say, oh, yeah, I want more of the Holy Spirit. Okay, we're going to lay hands on you. You need to start speaking in tongues. Blah, 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 you know. And so <laughs> I did this to a friend. I really did do this to a friend of mine, this gal. And she said, you know, I really want to speak in tongues. I don't know how to or whatever. And so I said, okay, well, why don't you sit down and I'll pray for you. We'll pray for you and just do what I tell you. She said, okay. Okay, just get in the receive position. And she got in the receive position just like this. I said, okay, Holy Spirit, just come and just touch her. And I says, okay, now repeat after me. Should have bought a Honda. <laughs> she goes, should have bought a Honda. I go, say it again, should have bought a Honda. Should have bought a Honda. Say it faster, should have bought a Honda. Should have bought a Honda. And, she re- and I said, raise your hand now. Now say it again, should have bought a Honda. Should have bought a What? She goes, <laughs> Oh, that was bad. (laughs) Oh, dear. I was quite the rascal. (laughs) But it really, I, I did it on my own. I remember when, when I was in Campus Crusade for Christ, there were people there that were actually from uh, this thing called Resurrection City. So it was kind of like the hippies. Do you remember that? Remember that? Do some of you remember the Resurrection City? Okay, so they were like the spirit-filled, wild, hippie, you know, charismatic Christians. And there we were. There was all this, the starched Campus Crusaders, Right? And uh, we're doing our little camp songs. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that our unity will one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. So we're singing that song, and there's, there was a Resurrection City person, right? We're singing that song, and he raised his hand, and the entire fellowship was scandalized because he raised his hand. And he was, like, getting into it, you know what I mean? And it was kind of like, oh, my God, you know. Oh, I'm putting, I'm putting on my agape. I'm putting on my agape love. Oof. 
And so then later, after I received, experienced the Holy Spirit and whatever, speaking in tongues, and then I, I, I encountered a group of people in, in um, San Rafael, and it was called Church of the Open Door, and they were those hand-raising, charismatic weirdos. <laughs> and so, but I felt compelled to go to that church. And so all these people, they'd be raising their hands, and I'm thinking, Oh, my God, they're raising their hands. Well, here I go, to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> because I really felt like I was supposed to be there with them, right? But I was already experiencing, I was seeing devils and angels or hearing angels and hearing God. I was having a, the full-on charismatic experience. Words of knowledge and prophetic, all these things were happening to me, but I didn't have a context for it. And then finally, I found a group of crazies that were experiencing the same thing. And to them, it was not unusual. They even put a label on it. They said, oh, that's, oh, that's the revelatory gifting and the prophetic is moving in your life. I go, oh, I watched the Ten Commandments with Moses. Okay. <laughs> I just, I... And so, um, so there... Um, so, so here is the Holy Spirit, and he's moving me into this arena. The gifts come along. I've asked the Holy Spirit to come. He's taken me on this path. I've asked him to come more, but it's actually him that's moving in me. He's in control of the whole love relationship with him. And he takes me to open our church with all of these people. And it, there was just, um, and they were totally into the Spirit. And so... There, um, somebody prayed for me, they, um, one of the pastors, they, he was doing a, a sermon, I mean, a message about, in the home group, on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and receiving more of the Holy Spirit. So he prayed for me to receive more or to receive the Holy Spirit. But I had already received it, right? So it's kind of like the semantics and the terminology was kind of like, kind of mixed up, you know? And so what happened was that that the revelatory and the prophetic came alive even more, like really incredible, to the point where, and I've shared this with you before, where I can, it's like I can feel people's feelings, and I can, I, I can think their thoughts or know their thoughts and stuff, you know, and, that, and the Lord will show me that kind of stuff. And so just so that you know, just if I'm looking at you, it's not that I'm, I'm not seeing anything inside of you, right? So don't, don't get paranoid on me here, all right? <laughs> or just look the other way. Put on your dark glasses, all right? <laughs> but that's, that's what started happening to me, and then he started using me in that way, and it was pretty incredible. Well, um, but I wanted more of the Holy Spirit, more. But within that church, there was still a handful of con- conservative people who really, they just wanted a starched church. They just, you know, wanted to come to church, you know, they wanted to tithe, listen to the three-point sermon, go to a Bible study, and go home. They didn't want to be messed with, you know, with no, none of this charismania stuff, not over the top, you know. But I wanted, over, I wanted over the top, but not because I wanted to be over the top, but because I had a taste of the kingdom, I heard his voice, and it was alive. I knew that there is another side. And if there's another side, 
I want more of the other side, right? I want more. Come, Holy Spirit. Oh. <laughs> so I wanted more, you know, more, more, more. And so the Holy Spirit started moving a lot in the church, but, you know, there was a contingent of people who wanted more, and then, and then, but then there was the contingent of the church that didn't want more, they wanted less. And so the people that wanted more became, I said, well, you know, if we're more charismatic, it'll convert the church. But instead, we just made everybody more mad and more upset. And then we were upset, and I was upset, and I was frustrated. And it just turned into a, you know, just a little war, you know. Never occurred to me. I said, you know what? Why don't you just go someplace where you're going to be happy instead of whining? So what happened was that's what happened. So I ran into uh, Vineyard Christian Fellowship. So Vineyard, they were experiencing, um, this is, uh, I started uh, becoming introduced to them in 1984. And a friend of mine had a bunch of tapes, you know, from, uh, and he's kind of conservative, and he had a bunch of tapes from Vineyard. And he said, you know, I have these tapes, you know, I really don't want them. If you, you Here, you have them. I said, oh, okay, I will, because that kind of stuff is a little bit interesting to me, that weird stuff, you know. So I'm listening to it, and I was just fell in love, not with Vineyard, but with the spirit that was there in the vineyard, in the material, you know, in the heart of vineyard, they wanted more of Jesus, more Holy Spirit, more of God, more worship. And the worship was towards the Lord. And the worship was towards him and him towards us and us having a relationship with him and him loving us and back and forth, kind of a dialogue. It was a lot like that. It wasn't a camp song, campfire song like the Campus Crusade for Christ songs. It wasn't like that. It really was a love dialogue worship. And I wanted more of that. I wanted more of that. And so eventually I did get involved with Vineyard as a result of that. And so, so they were actually having a revival. That was basically a, re, a, a revival move, a, a move of God's spirit there. And it just swept the world. And there was just tons of churches everywhere that were just springing up. And what was really interesting, too, I remember attending in 1984. There's, um, I, I remember going to their conferences in Anaheim, and there would be like 3,500 people. And, and it's like the Holy Spirit was there so strongly. People were just so attracted by it, you know, even celebrities. So I remember there was Hal Lindsey. Remember him, the late great pilot? He's walking by. And then I'm looking over there, and I said, who's this guy in the white suit with a big, you know, grin? You know, he had a big, beautiful smile and this amazing tan. It was Pat Boone. And then I'm taking this class, and this big, tall guy, really tall, he walks in, you know. He looked very professional, and he sits not too far from me. And it was John DeLorean, right? And so it was, it was not un- unheard of to for many celebrities to go to this because it was just so amazing and so attractive. But it was, it was God. It was the presence of God. It was the Holy Spirit that was moving. And there is John Wimper, and he would be doing, Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit! Come Holy Spirit! <laughs> Whoa. Wow. 
Wow, I felt that one. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hmm. Okay, it was like taking a shot of whiskey right now. All right. I do. I just felt like my brain is just going to go. But, you know, he'd be teaching. John Wimber would be teaching. It was just really cool, you know, and he'd be sharing about power evangelism and power healing and, you know, the A's and B's, A, A, B, C's and D's of home groups and why those were important and why community outreach was blah, blah, blah. And he goes, and then and he'd be sharing. And somebody says, wait, just a minute, just a minute. Hold on. I'm getting a message from the Lord. Hold on just a minute. I really feel like what the Lord is saying, it's time to party. And then, <laughs> and then the entire crowd would erupt, you know, in just laughter and craziness. It's just people swooning and falling over. And it turned into a, a wild, it would turn into a madhouse. Because people were just so hungry for that. They just wanted that, you know. And, and, and um, sometimes that's all I want. I just want to be touched. I don't want, I don't want no teaching. I don't want to do nothing formal. I don't want to do nothing. I just want to be touched. I just want to be lifted up. I want to be held in God's arms, right? I want to be bounced on his knee and just maybe giggle for a while. <laughs> I just want to be healed, refreshed and renewed. Don't we all? We're all thirsty for that, right? And this is if we ask for it, we'll get it. We'll get the Holy Spirit. We'll get that love. More of the love relationship with our pal, our best friend. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. So Vineyard started growing and growing and growing, and there I am, and I'm just growing in the, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit more and more and more, and also releasing. Um, the Lord had me overseeing the healing center, so I was also doing healing. The big emphasis for me was healing, with the healing graces and stuff during that time. And I remember when I left Open Door Church, and there was, and the pastor, he just he told me, he says, you know. I know you're into this Holy Spirit, whatever stuff, you know. He says, but be careful when you go there to Vineyard that you don't turn into like a healing guru. <laughs> I go, okay, whatever. I hope I do. But anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there I was just teaching a lot of people, and the Holy Spirit was just moving. There was just a lot, and I felt just so much more equipped way more equipped. So I was ministering with a handful of people at Open Door, and then there at San Francisco Vineyard, I was leading 200 people, 200 leaders and workers was under my care there. That's how, equi- how much equipping that happened through the Holy Spirit. And that's what happens, is that we become equipped with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, he gives us more and more and more to overflowing to give away. That's what happens. He wakes up the gifts. He wakes up our abilities in amazing ways when we say more Holy Spirit, when we say come Holy Spirit. 
Come, Holy Spirit. There we go. <laughs> yes, more. <laughs> if we ask, he'll give it. I'm, t- I'm not making it up, you know, when I'm feeling this thing, you know. It's just something just... It just starts to happen. Because I told him, I gave him permission. I said, wreck me. Do what you will. I gave him permission to come in. If you give him permission, he will come in. And just go with it. Then, th- th- If you ask, then receive it. Fan the flames. So this next thing that I'm going to talk about is renewal. So what happened was, so in 19, uh, so around 1993, uh, 1883, 1983, 1984, somewhere around there, there's the vineyard thing, that whole vineyard movement thing, right? And so... Uh, um, so I, I, I had experienced the wave that was happening in college. That was the, during that time, that was the, uh, the era of the Jesus movement, the move, the move of God in the Jesus movement, right? But earlier, when I received the Lord, when I was around seven years old, so that we're talking about the 50s, that was like the charismatic renewal era, wasn't it? So I experienced that era, then the Jesus thing, then the Vineyard thing. And then in 1984, then I go to Toronto. And so we're feeling kind of dry. You know, we're just kind of doing the church, you know. We go to church, you know, and do our thing there, you know. Work on the infrastructure, building ministry, building groups, discipleship, teaching, sermons, blah, 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 you know. And over again, and over again, and over again. It just became really dull. But it, apparently, this seemed to be what was happening to a lot of people everywhere. It wasn't just our church, but it was everywhere was feeling the thirst. 
They were feeling the hunger. Their hearts were crying out. It says, Lord, I need more. I need more, Holy Spirit, more. And all of a sudden, he lands in Toronto. Brandy Clark, he goes and does something. I, I don't know the full story. All I know is that I went to Toronto. This was like in February or something like that. February in 1994. So I go there, and uh, what happened was um, uh, the Holy Spirit is just moving in an amazing, powerful way, and, and in such a way that there was no way that you could fake it. You could not contrive what was happening. Like what was happening to me right now, I wasn't making that up. I was just kind of like, whoa, it's just kind of getting so overwhelmed. And I think that, that more is, definitely is more is coming, right? So we go there, and uh, there's John Arnott. He's just saying, you know what? I decided I'm not going to control this. I'm just going to let God come and do his thing. And it just it, it ignited the world. And so, uh, and I know that many of you here uh, of the younger folks in your 20s, um, you weren't even born. <laughs> or you were in diapers at the time. And so, but it was just, it was just, you could just walk by people like the person that's in the back, you know, back there. And I could just do, I could just do that. I just go like that and they would fall over. That's how powerful it was. It was all, it was almost like you could just kind of play with it any way you want to. So I, I, I just laying hands on people, right? Because the Holy Spirit had moved, had really taken over because I asked him to, because I wanted him to. And because he compelled me to, he brought me to that place and let me be filled. So I remember one time I was at home and I said, I'm going to experiment because I noticed that when I do this, you know, that people go kaboom, you know, or they start laughing. <laughs> and so I decided to do it to myself. I go, oh, I'm going to try it on my myself. <laughs> and I went like this and I fell over uh, onto the floor. I fell onto the floor laughing my head off. <laughs> and I said, no, this can't be right. No. I, I'm going to leave myself alone here. I'm, I'm going to go out and just bless others instead, you know. Just. And so, uh, but it was really something else. It was uh, amazing. And I, I remember this, there was this thing about being in the presence of or being in the environment uh, where the Holy Spirit is moving, where you catch this, where you catch it. So a lot of it's caught rather than taught. You know? You can be encouraged to say, yes, come Holy Spirit, you know. (gasps) Come Holy Spirit! (laughs) So there I was, and I was a catcher. So I'm still in my little even though I thought I was very charismatic myself, you know, I'm a vineyardite charismatic person. <laughs> a proper one. So I figured, well, you know, there's all these nuts all over the place, you know, like popcorn, you know, it's just going off everywhere, flopping around like fish. It's literally just falling all over the place like crazy people. And I said, that is not me. Mm-mm. 
But I'll just I'll, I'll kind of receive the I'll receive the spirit by doing this. You know. So I decided to help uh, Carol Carol Arnott. She's like laying hands on people, and people were lined up. So this is Carol Arnott. John and Carol, they were the leaders, them, and they're still around. And so she's laying hands on people, and people were falling over. So I was a catcher. So I just said, I'll just be the catcher, you know, at least to, I won't have to be flopping around like a fish. I have a, I have a duty here, and I have to be on point, you know, and just catch these people, you know, and catch another one, and catch another one, and catch another one. But I, need, I didn't need to be flopping around. I, didn't, I felt guilty that I wasn't a flopper. And so, uh, and so I just kept catching people, and then the line was done, right? And I think it was like around 11 o'clock, or maybe it was later. And so then I said, okay, well, I guess you're all done. And, she, and I started to walk away, and she goes, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> so she lays hands on me, and I fall to the ground laughing my head off, laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing and laughed all night. They had to drag me out of the building <laughs> laughing. When they took, we were in a car and, you know, driving in the snow. It's kind of dangerous. And then all of a sudden, I'm laughing my head off. All of a sudden, I'm laughing and laughing. And we arrived at the hotel. The windows were all fogged from all the laughing. <laughs> I was contagious, right? Because the spirit was moving through me so strongly. And I was laughing the next day and the next day and I kept laughing and laughing and laughing. And one of the things that would happen is that my eyes would get watery. They start getting really, really watery. I'm not crying, but really watery. So tears are coming out of my eyes and I'm laughing. And it's just kind of like it just takes over because I asked for it and I got it. I was open to it. And so, uh, anyway, so I believe that there's an, uh, um, oh, I know, Klaatu, Marada, Nikto. That's the, um, that's my, um, um. <laughs> that's me in 1994. And so I, I decided to bring, I have it next to my light in my bedroom, just as a reminder, you know. But I'm just kind of feeling like the, the anointing is flowing, you know. And I said, I'm going to bring this. I said, I think there's an anointing that's going to flow from that. It's just the Holy Spirit is still there. But I just, uh, you know, it was just really, really amazing. Um, and so we brought it back to San Francisco and um, and I continued to uh, to farm it, and continued to do. What I call renewal meetings. <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> Ha <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> 
here it comes, all right. <laughs> Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. More, more, more. <laughs> Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. felt like my, you know, as it began to disappear more and more there um, at Vineyard, there was just this, the whole, concert, a lot of conservative, very starched people wanted, they just wanted more back to the structure, you know. And so more and more the renewal just kind of disappeared. But I continued to do renewal meetings on Friday nights, but it just really kind of broke my heart because I felt like we ask for the Holy Spirit. He's here. He's come. I could, I could see the angels in the room. I could see God moving. I want more. I have to have more. And this is not satisfying to me in San Francisco. So in 2004, I came here to Blazing Fire because that's our legacy here, is that here we welcome the Holy Spirit, right? So for me to do this here and then for the pastors to hear that I did this, they aren't going to be scandalized. <laughs> They're going to go, darn, we missed it. <laughs> Whoa. Send your spirit to them right now, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, to them. More. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. I really feel that it's time to fan the flames. And I, I really believe that what I'm sharing here and this come Holy Spirit stuff, I really feel that you need to be proactive. I want you to be proactive this year. Make this the year of the dove for you. Whoa. The year of the dove for each of you in this room. To be renewed, to be revived, to be revisited. Yes to experience the love relationship, the joy in that love relationship with God. 
We receive you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. We want more of you. Take us. Take our hearts. Take it. Take our whole heart, Lord. We want more of you. Thank you, Jesus. Some of the things that's really important to do here, we're going to be doing like a, a tunnel here in a minute. So here, this is not a comprehensive list by no means, okay? One of the things that I feel that is really, really important if you want more of the Holy Spirit and to really come alive constantly is to keep on asking, keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. Just do it, okay? I'm telling you, how many years since 1978, 1977, I just had that kablamo with the Holy Spirit. Look, I think I know a little bit of what I'm talking about, about keeping asking and knocking and seeking, and you will get your answer. You're going to get it. You will get it. It will come, and it will come in its time for each of you. And each of you is different. You're each going to experience it a little bit differently. Don't compare yourself with others. You have a unique, wonderful love relationship with God. And he has you on a unique timeline with him and you. And when it's time for you to be crazy, you'll be crazy. (laughs) Be involved where the Holy Spirit activity is welcomed and encouraged. Be around spirit-filled people. Receive laying on of hands for more Holy Spirit. Very important. I remember uh, I I was at a a conference, and they had called people up for that that had not received, uh, that needed more, had not received the Holy Spirit or something, or they wanted more of whatever. So. Since I, had, I, was the, I was known for wanting more of the Holy Spirit, more of God and everything, I went up anyway with the rest of the, all those people. And there was this gal sitting next to me who knew me. She says, she says, why are you up here? You don't need this. And I looked at her, and I just said, more Holy Spirit. <laughs> more Holy Spirit, right? More. Be a glutton for this stuff. Also, I know that people, if, if, I can get, if you can get the leader to lay hands on you, if you can, or someone that's really powerfully spirit uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, get prayer from them. I, I made a beeline for the leaders as much as I could. I really did. To have them lay hands on me. And I was persistent. I was willing to wait for, in a, for 45 minutes or an hour in a line to get that. It was worth it. It was worth the investment of time to just to get it and to keep on getting it and to keep on getting it and to keep on getting it. 
also read about it. Read about the things of the Spirit. One of the things, if you really want to get your, your socks knocked off, is to read this, um, this book. It's called They Told Me Their Stories, about the story about Azusa Street. Oh, my God. If you, you will not be able to put that thing down. It says you will read it, and in that same day, you're going to start reading it in the morning, you will finish it by the afternoon because you will not want to put it down. It was so incredible. Apparently, the minister there, he would come into the room, and he put, like, what, was it a waste paper basket over his head? That's what the Lord told him to do. And he would just sit there in front, and he would just sit there, and he'd put it on his head and hold for his eyes, and the Holy Spirit would just move in an incredible, amazing ways. And some of the stories of healing, some of the sto- there was also there was a mist in the room. And the kids were playing in the mist. They tried to bottle it, tried to put it in a bottle. And I'm going to come back to that mist thing. Remind me to come back to it because I've seen it. And so... Um, <laughs> Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Whoa, yes, yes. Oh, my God. In the, you know, in the stories, one of the stories was there was this guy whose arm, I guess it was pulled off by a machine. And so there was just a hole you could see in there. They prayed for it, and his arm popped out, a brand new arm. There was this guy that had, like, they were going to pray for his leg because he had a wooden leg on or something. They said, you need to remove that wooden leg first. Otherwise, the, because the leg's going to pop, you know, whatever. So he removed it. Boom, he gets a new leg. That's what happening, you know. And uh, people that were blind were seeing. There was the deaf that were hearing. And so uh, and what was really kind of interesting, too, which is kind of gross, is that, is that when people came up, uh, it was constantly people were being healed of growths and warts and stuff like that. They were falling off of them, you know? So they had to have a special wart (laughs) sweeper-upper. Just kind of sweep it up and put it in a bag. (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine, like, walking on the ground, squish, squish, squish? You know, picking it out from your sneakers after, you know? But they told me their stories. That's the name of the book. Please get it. You will really, it'll be amazing. So back to the mist, you know, so John and Carol are not, they continue to minister. And so I went to this conference and they were there and I can't remember what it was, wings and something or another. Eyes and wings, eyes and wings uh, thing. I felt led to go to it. So it was obviously it's going to be the Holy Spirit palooza kind of a thing. So I went to it, right, to feed my spirit. I just went to it. I just did it up at Bethel. So the last day, what happened was um, people were screaming. You know, we were leaving. It was done. They did a big tunnel. And people were screaming. They go, oh, my God. You know, and then they, they ran over to the edge of the stage. They were way over to the other side of the building. And people were pointing up in the, in the sky. And in the skylights, there was this sparkles. 
like the sparkles that you see in the 4th of July sparkles, you know, little sparklers, that bright, that's how bright they were, little sparkles all over the place, just appearing and moving in a mist through the lights. And so it was like, wow, and almost immediately everybody's hands went straight up, and you're worshiping the Lord, all of us. First, first your, your, your mouth drops open first. You're kind of going, and then you're, and then you're worshiping the Lord. And I remember uh, turning, I remember I turned around and, and uh, I looked at the stage. I was looking at the stage, and out of the clear blue sky, imagine like right here in this area, right here, all of a sudden, poof, there was this gold dust just appeared out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And it was, Every, all of a sudden, it was everywhere, all around us. You could see it. It was floating in the air. That was that mist thing. And it was like floating. It was, it was falling up like this. And you were t- I was trying to catch it. And people that were wearing black, their, their clothes were sparkling with it. And, and, and my uh, friend of mine, he, uh, the roommate that I was with, he had a black jacket on. He was all, had all these sparkles, and they were gone the next day. So they just kind of disappeared, you know. And I remember going to the stage and just kind of picking it up. And I could pick it up in my fingers, my hands. I'm looking at it, and as I'm looking at it, it just kind of disappeared. It just disappeared. So there was these experiences. Not only was there, there feelings that we have with the Holy Spirit, but there's also these incredible experiences as well. It's just all part of the fun, part of the love relationship that God has with us. What's really important is not to criticize or complain when you're seeing people with these manifestations, you know. And if you can, try to bless it, even if you don't understand it. That's really, really important so that you can eventually move into your own experience. It says don't get into any arguments over the Holy Spirit with anybody. Start arguing with them. Oh, yeah, but the Holy Spirit, whatever. What do you mean? You know, this says, you know, you need more of God and whatever. I don't need more of no nothing. Yes, you do. No, no, I don't. You know, it says don't get into those arguments with them. Don't get into apologetics with them. Just leave it alone. This is what I've discovered. Do not touch it. Verboten. Okay? This is forbidden. Just don't touch it. Leave it alone. Leave, leave that alone. Let God defend himself, okay? Because I think what it does is it quenches the spirit or grieves the spirit. It really does. It destroys unity, you know? So don't go down that path, okay? Um, also, if you don't like the experience of the Holy Spirit moving or whatever, go to a church where you will be happy and put yourself out of everybody's misery and your own. <laughs> Seriously, if you're just not ready for it, if you don't want to go deeper and it's just too crazy for you, there are other churches, you know, like I was attending Church of the Open Door, and they, were, they, they embraced the charismatic, but they were also somewhat kind of conservative about it as well. And I was comfortable with that. I was comfortable with it. So there's a place of comfort for you. There is. And, he, and, and, you'll, and where God will 
train you or give you more a little at a time. But don't, don't stay somewhere where you're going to be unhappy and whining and complaining. You know, this, don't, you're wasting your time and you're getting frustrated, so don't do that. And so uh, also uh, give up uh, uh, trying to reform a church you are in. To make, he says, you know, I'm going to make this church more charismatic. I'm going to, they're going to be hoeing and hawing and flopping and flipping just like me. Because you know, I will show them and it will convert them by them looking at me and me being obnoxious. <laughs> so I just want to tell you, give up trying that. Just give it up. Give it up. Go somewhere where they're flipping and flopping and whatever, okay? Just, just do it, all right? Because the only thing that, that you're going to accomplish is just being obnoxious. That's it. And people will want to avoid you. Go, oh, my God, you know? Ooh. Ooh. Is that what you want? You want to be avoided? No, okay. So also just some practical things. I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not saying throw out infrastructure. I'm not saying throw out Bible studies. I'm not saying any of that. Stay in the Word. See, you know, Brent is going to be teaching this class, right? Perfect. Stay in the Word. Stay in worship. Stay in giving. Stay in responsibility and, and accountability. Stay in love. Be respectful. And ask the Holy Spirit to come. All right. Come, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh my God, that thing's still up there. All right. You can you can take you can take that down. So there are some of you, maybe you might feel like, okay, you know, you know who you are. So there's some of you here, you know, you pretty much are swimming with the Holy Spirit. You really like it. You're, you're, you're doing it. But then there's some of you where you feel like maybe you've dismounted off that horse. You've taken a break from the Holy Spirit. Or let's say you just kind of like haven't been thinking about it and haven't really farmed it. And you just kind of more or less kind of let it go. You're just kind of sliding with the Spirit of the Lord. And you want to be revived. You want to get back on the horse, get back on the saddle. I want you to stand up. Stand up. Don't be embarrassed. Okay. Well. Well, and so I, I, so for the rest of you, just look at them. I want you to lay hands on them. I want every single one for to have someone to lay hands on them. Put your hands on them and touch them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And you can use your prayer language if you want. You know, Holy Spirit, we ask Lord that you would come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come to these people that they would get back in the saddle with your presence. Get back in the presence with a love relationship with you in experiencing you with all the feeling and all the, fun, all the feelings and the fun and the joy and the wonderment and the miracles. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. And for those that are, of you that are receiving prayer, for those of you that are receiving prayer, I want you to, I want you to say, Holy Spirit, come. I give you permission to wreck me. I give you permission. I say yes. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> More, Jesus. More. Thank you, Jesus. More. Okay, folks. All right. So we're going to do uh, we're going to do a, a Come Holy Spirit tunnel. All right. So I'm going to want the front row. I want that to be pushed back. Just push it back. And I would like for some folks to be part of the tunnel. I want you to come on up and come on up from uh, the prayer teams, from the ministry teams. Oh, dear. I think the tunnel is collapsing over here. Those who can stand. Yes, those that can stand, please be part of the line. Okay, so we're going to start over here. Everybody over here, line up, and we're going to go through the tunnel this way. We're going to have some music. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. 